Welcome to Calling an Audible. I'm Greg Johns, along with my co-host Zach Greenberg. Today we are going to bring you breaking news in baseball, football. We got some Gophers drama that just happened, and are bringing back our good old rivalry segment for today. And we also are bringing back one of our favorite special guests, and Matt Nelson. Matt, how have you been? I'm good. How are you guys? I'm great. I haven't seen you in a while. I know it's been a while, except for in class. Yeah, we <laughs> I saw you yesterday. Yep, I see you every good. I good good volleyball every... win, by the way. Oh, I know. Thanks. Thanks. Oh, we got some intramurals going on. We did. Uh, our group got our first win in yeah. two semesters. And, yeah. and it was it was it was a good game. We uh the, we we won where we lost the first game by one point. Then we beat them in the second set by twenty. It was a bl- it was awful. We just blew them out in the second <laughs> set. And then in the third set, they decided to come back around. We were down like four. and beat us by like two points in the we third set. We were down set. like four or five in the third set. And we came back and just rallied as a team and took her down. So one thing I noticed about intramurals is they have some creative team names. What's your guys' name? Uh, Crooks for one. Crooks for one. And my team name is Retirement Home because nice. it's all <laughs> all retired football players I, I love it I forget Rod's done I was forgetting yeah that. it's that reminds me of fantasy football teams when you cr- come up with the creative names like that so mine is not appropriate to say over the air <laughs> same with mine <laughs> <laughs> as is every other fantasy football yeah <laughs> so with some breaking news out of San Diego there is Manny Machado going to the Padres 10-year $300 million contract I'm so excited about that because I'm a Padres fan so this is perfect and now Bryce Harper said that if they match um, Machado's contract he's going there too Bryce Harper said that, that. Bryce Harper came out this week a came out big this big luxury tax over in San Diego if that happened I made a bold another bold statement today I said that if they sign Harper they made the, they make the wild card because they're not, still not going to win that division. Yeah, that's a tough to. So I have to ask, San Diego's going to stack up on offense, yet they have no pitching? That's not true. That's not true. They had a, they had an okay pitching staff yeah, last okay year. Okay pitching staff. Okay. And they have a ton of great prospects. Like, they have, like, the second best Do farm they, system in the MLB. They have, what, Fernando Tatis Jr.? Uh, yeah. He's an infielder. So? They, they, have ta- they have 10 of the top 100 prospects. Because they've been terrible for 25 years before Exactly. That, so. so now, hey, you got to start That's somewhere. what I was just going to say. Like, they've been so bad for so long that they're, they're, they're going to have a lot it, yeah. of top picks. And they have so much money. I mean, they could be could be the Athletics in losing their first-round pick from this year. So it could be worse for well, them. Well, didn't they lose their first round? Yeah. yeah. They lost Kyler Murray. That's, so, that's such a bad situation for them because they... I feel like they knew that was going to happen. I oh. mean, he he never said that he w- was going to play football until the and day he said that he was going to play football. I think he was uh, athletic until he won the Heisman. And once he won the Heisman, he realized that I'm better at football. The and problem I can make is more he's money. five foot eight. That's really short. For well, how tall a, is Drew Brees? Drew Brees five is like 5'10". I he's like 5'9". I can look he's it up right 11. now. He's 5'11". He's 5'11". He's yeah. equally as short, though, and look at the career he's I had. met Drew Brees. Oh, no, that's three inches, bro. I met Drew Brees when I was, uh, like, 16, and he was, like, a couple inches shorter than me, and I'm or, or taller than me, and I'm 5'11 now. He is height six, six feet, according to Google. I feel like that's a stretch. I think it's a I stretch, so too, too, but... That's a very generous height. But getting over these like six six offensive linemen, like that's five eight. That's, yeah, that's a lot of. I inches. mean, they, that's like Google also lists uh, Kevin Durant at like six eight, and he's definitely not six eight. He's like he's for sure six eleven or seven feet. He's six ten, I think. He, yeah, because when he's, he's so on the USA basketball dude. team, <laughs> he's so just long. Yeah, he's just very long. But, Pretty uh, sure he's got like a seven ten wingspan. Oh yeah. Oh, Going yeah. back to the Machado contract, it was a, a ten-year deal for three hundred million, so that's a thirty million per year average, and that wasn't, and that that 
per year average is five million more than what Giancarlo Stanton is ma- made with Miami uh, for his. But that was for a thirteen year term, so yeah, so he gets less per year, but it's longer and the yeah. contract's worth more. That's such a big contract. Holy huge crap. 325 million over 13 years. I don't, I, I, I don't like Machado. I think he's real dirty and kind of a jerk. But uh, <laughs> nice save. Yeah, I almost did it. Uh, but I think that he balls out. I think yeah, he's when he, he wants could, to. Yeah, he's a he, good player. He could start at shortstop or third for Where, a lot of teams. Is he going to play at shortstop for the Padres, or going to move him to third? Probably be at shortstop because he had that entire thing where I want to play shortstop, and yeah. he's not going to go play for a team that doesn't put him at. Yeah, shortstop. he's going to play shortstop. Like I mean, that's. That's that's a given. Done. That was the second second largest contract in MLB history. It's unbelievable. And, and, no, no, that, and that, that put him right in front of Alex Rodriguez, who's in third place, and Alex Rodriguez, who's also in fourth place, at at for the top contracts in MLB history. That's unbelievable. That's un- now they might give Harper the same thing. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine? I just can't even. Yeah, every baseball game would be ten to nine. Padres lose because they don't have a bullpen. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That is fair. Yeah, they need pitch and a catcher. I think. I think if they if they got a better catcher, hey, I think Bryce Harper is a catcher in college. Just saying. No, we're gonna keep him in the outfield. <laughs> and just looking bombs. at these contracts, A. Rod had signed two ten-year contracts in his career. One worth two hundred and fifty-two million. One worth two hundred and seventy-five million. Yeah, he definitely. Well. The, his first contract he signed, he opted out two thirds of the way through, I believe. Right. That was when he went to the Yankees and said, "Hey, still made some money off of it." Yo, God, it <laughs> for life. To be that good at baseball and just make that much money is stupid. But hey, good for him. By yeah. all means, but yeah, A Rod. It's a cool story. A Rod's actually going to be going to my hometown in Winnipeg in uh, a couple months for a, a sports dinner fundraiser, and he'll be speaking there. And I'm going to get to go see him and meet him. So you can shake his hand. I'm going to. I'll shake his hand. Yeah. Hopefully uh, I don't get injected with any steroids. What you should say somehow. is you have a nice you have a nice strong handshake there, Alex. Did you have any assistance with that? Oh, <laughs> EG. Let's in not in go other breaking news, Kareem Hunt, who uh, was you know a top three running back in the NFL before his, an incident that happened yep. uh, in a hotel, he just signed with the Cleveland Browns. A lot of people um, thought that he would not be signed or be blackballed for years. I personally thought he was going to be blackballed for a couple years. Just like Ray Rice. But, uh, with, you know, with talent like that and Cleveland, you know, Cleveland has Nick Chubb, but, you know, Kareem Hunt back there with him is definitely going to make them a contender, especially if they can also get Antonio Brown. I can't. If, if they got Antonio Brown, I honestly, I honestly think that would be the, all that they need because they have a lot. Of, they have a, have a lot of weapons right now, and they're I mean, very good defensively too. Yeah, like they make the offense that they have work really well. Mm-hmm. And then you add Kareem Hunt in there and Antonio Brown to pair with Jarvis Landry. Yeah, and David Njoku. Yeah, dude, he's wow. huge. Dude. Big threats. Cleveland making a low key super team. That's. I mean, I'm just telling you. Who would they give? And they're, they're very they're young. They're very the young on defense. Yeah. They are. They're going to bring it back to the land, I'm telling you. They're bringing and, and, the with, first one, and with Pittsburgh being down without both of their star players, Ben Roethlisberger's, what, 36, 37 years old? I think old. he's almost 40. I think he's yeah. 38 or he 39. Might, yeah, he might be older than that. Yeah, so he's old. And then, you know, Baltimore, Lamar, I, I think Lamar Jackson's a gadget, but we'll see We'll see if he can. I think uh, he's really good. Though. I think he's really good. Depends think, how hard he gets hit every single run he takes. Yeah, I, I think it'll definitely be interesting to see he how He needs to work on his arm a lot. Denver. 
Yeah. Oh, Flacco doesn't I, I think Flacco will do well in Denver. Well, where's Keenum going to go? Is Keenum going to the bench or is he going to get traded? He's going to go to the bench. Keenum needs to go back to Minnesota if he ever wants to play well again. Yeah, I know. But we have $84 million in a average goal. Oh, yeah, no. God, that was such a dumb. I, I still don't think that was a good sign. And I, I think it might everyone. work out for you guys. I hate the Vikings, but it really might work out for you guys. I told everyone that. Maybe by year, the he, last year. We were literally signing the same exact player in Keenum and Cousins. Mm-hmm. But Dude, I think Cousins, Cousins is just younger. I think Cousins is more injury prone. May, he's been pretty durable. In he his was career. pretty. He, he was, also doesn't know how to hold on to the ball. Yeah, yeah. He, he was hurt quite a bit in Washington. I mean, not like I mean, obviously yeah. relatives. But yeah, he got hurt multiple times. Yeah, they they he never really had any like serious injuries. They were just kind of like more like nagging Nick type Max, injuries, yeah. you know. Um, but you know, that's expected because. Washington's offense line wasn't the greatest. Well, neither was Minnesota's. But he took a lot more harder hits in Washington. Minnesota's might have been like bottom five this year. Which is funny because my brother is an adamant Vikings fan, and he told me at the beginning of the season, oh, the Vikings redid their line. They're going to be so good now. Midway through the season, I said, not so much. Told you so. Yeah. I made him a bend like, they're not that good. Yeah. And, well. Have the Vikings got rid of Laquan Treadwell yet, just as a side note? No. They better. Do you think they're going to? Yeah. I don't think so. I hope so because he yeah, he's he a waste of a first round. Yeah, yeah, he is tough to watch. All that talent in Old Miss just just drops do it. everything. He had the bricks for hands. Just tough. So moving on to basketball here for college basketball. Zion Williamson, did you guys see that when he broke his shoe last night? Yeah, Nike and Nike stock dropped a lot when he broke his shoe because that that game was one of the most watched games in college basketball history. Tickets were going for on average Tick- twenty five hundred. Yeah, there, and, and and I saw this this tweet about about Zion Williamson, and it's just like he can't even make money off his own autograph and all yeah, that. Yeah, and they're selling individual tickets for three thousand. Donovan Mitchell texted. This man goes out, tears his shoe, hurts his knee, and he ain't even get any money for those tickets. No, nothing. And then what? my favorite part about this was Luka Doncic. Mm. He tweeted, just go play in Europe then. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm like, hey, that would work. Go play it in would Europe, work. get some more money. It's, you know, but at, at that point, you're just, they're just losing the, the glory of winning a college, college basketball. basketball championship. That That's a big deal to those guys. Yeah, of course. A very yeah. big deal. Why wouldn't you want to win a championship? I mean, yeah. Why do you think Cam Reddish, Trey Jones... RJ Barrett and Zion Williamson all went to Duke. Right, because they want to win a championship. Yeah, yeah, they it's it's the same it. concept as yeah. the NBA. These top recruits, Except they, they, they for sure talk to each other. They go to oh, camps 100%. and stuff together. They're friends. They've all known each other yeah. for probably five years. Yeah. But the thing is, they just don't get paid. And no. they bring in a lot and they, of And they won't get paid for a very long time, if probably ever. Probably not. But yeah, Nike said they're going to look into an isolated event and they're going to fix that shoe. So that, I wonder if they're going to get That's them. such an annoying, like, that's you a know, political statement. Political where reply where to just that like, happening. Yeah, that happens. Like, but sh- we're like into a sh- it. it can break. Like that yeah. happens. You know, like it shouldn't. But, but like, not like that, dude. Did you yeah, see it, it, it would literally well, explode. Yeah. Do you it, think there might have been tampering by UNC? No way. hundred oh, <laughs> percent. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, we're uh, we're gonna mess up his shoes and tear his. <laughs> Someone just just takes his shoes and like cuts like slits into it so it messes it up. Or maybe Zion's just that big of an athletic freak where oh he is. No shoe will ever be good enough. He's for him. crazy, dude. He's crazy. In two years from freshman in high school to junior in high school, he put on a hundred pounds. There's a story out in that. He's like, I was six three. 150, I think he said he was. And within two years, I was up above 200. And he's like, yeah, I just worked out all the time. And 
now he's a linebacker playing point guard. Yeah, that's unbelievable. It's like, geez, that dude just put it on up. But he can bounce. Moving out of the, out of his shoes. Moving on to the NBA here. Who do you have as your current MVP? Antetokounmpo or Harden? Matt. Well, you know I love the freak. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't really follow basketball that much. But I, from what I've seen and what I've, with the little bit I have watched at the bar, um, I don't know. It's hard to tell. I, I would say Austin Dakumo, but but on a side note, did you see that pass from Curry to Austin Dakumo for that? For that, woo! that was probably woo! one of the most unorthodox yet amazing alley oops I've ever seen. Oh yeah, hands down. I mean, it, it, it would never happen in a real game where defense is being played. Oh but heck no! I mean. The All-Star game. It did definitely impressive play, absolutely. I mean, no one played up on Dirk Nowitzki on the three-point line. The dude just caught and shot. Yeah. It was like, that's the NBA. That's the All-Star game. They also had the lowest ratings since 2009-2010 in terms of the All-Star game, so no one watched it. Nobody watches any All-Star game, really, except yeah. for baseball. Because, and But the only draw, I think, I mean, I think the, base, the reason why the MLBs is so good is because it decides where the World Series is played, isn't that it? That has changed now. Oh, they it's, changed that. They, they took that out, I think, three years ago. Oh, okay. To the point no, where know that. just the team with the best record gets home from. Oh, and that, I think it should still mean something like they had it before, but... That was also dumb. Yeah, I wish, I wish we could. That'd be so nice. Because the Pro Bowl is useless, and so is the NBA All-Star game, but... I but mean, uh, Giannis right now is project by, by NBA.com is projected to be the MVP over James Harden. So as Giannis has gotten better and better every year, the argument has been that James Harden doesn't play defense, yet he's top three. I think he's third best in the league in steals. So, I mean, with that, I believe those two are going to be first and second in the MVP voting. Yeah. I think Adetokupo is going to get it. I don't think he will. I think that – because – the M- NBA MVP is really just the offensive player of the year, and yeah, that's fair. and you know, and because they have a defensive player of the year award, and you know, Anakagumu could even win that with with what he does on defense. But um, James Harden is averaging thirty seven points a game. That's pretty crazy. I think he scored over thirty points or something in like the past like twenty in the past twenty eight games. He's had thirty points or more. Which is incredible, but dude scores. Yeah, and and you know Paul George is in the talks too because he's been he's been going crazy, averaging thirty four points a game over the past it's thirteen. Great games. to see Paul George back to the caliber he was before that atrocious broken leg he mm-hmm. suffered at was it Team USA before yeah. the Olympics, something like that. I mean that dude is one of my favorite players just in terms of how down to earth he is and how much he loves the game of basketball and how much the NBA came together when that injury happened. So I'm glad I'm glad to see that he's back to all-star caliber. So with that, we're going to move on to some Gophers drama. Did you hear that story about Jerry Kill and his opinion about P.J. Yeah. Fleck? Yeah, I mean, Jerry Kill is obviously a very respected um, person when it comes to the U, but... I don't know. I, I don't like what what good is it going to do in coming out and saying that? Like he is PJ Fleck is a very different coaching style and that you know he might not be a fan of that. But like what good is it going to do for like, you know, people in Minnesota, people in Minneapolis, St. Paul area like it's not going to do any good in saying saying something like that, you know? I think he's just 
mad at the fact that when PJ Fleck came in, he said that the entire culture before he got there has been bad. They need to change it. So Coach Kill took offense to what do you mean? Okay, what do you mean my culture fair. is bad? We that's fair. We're nine and four perennially. We the only thing they didn't do is win key matchups like PJ Fleck just did beating Wisconsin. Right. That was a good win for them. First time in I think ten years at yeah. least that Wisconsin sports were fans were very very bitter. If you ever looked on the Gophers bar stool for a week straight, they just let them have it. It was probably one of the best things to ever happen in the state of Minnesota. But with that, Kill also said that he won't be stepping foot back in the stadium again and he won't be stepping foot back at the university. Wow. I mean, he's also mad about the entire Tracy Clay's firing. Granted, that was a situation above all of our knowledge on what truly happened. I believe some was covered up, some wasn't. But he's just picking at old wounds. I mean, to me, it just looks like Kill hasn't moved on. Yeah, and, and he holds I, I would agree. I mean, Jerry Kill's 0-5 in bowl games over his career. He had a, de- he had a pretty good record over his career. He had a good but season record. He's like Bruce Boudreaux at the Wild, just good no. in the season, bad in the off- or the playoffs. And like, he, I think he should just focus on his own job. He's now the interim athletic director at Southern he, Illinois. Full-time so like, now. He got... He got he, he got, got the, the official full time job. Yeah. There you go. So like, what what's his concern with the yeah. go, go worry about your football own program, team anymore? Buddy. You know, yeah. But moving on to some Vikings information, Adam Thielen is not expected to hold out on contract negotiations as his agent says he has outplayed his current contract and has earned a raise, which I agree Absolutely with. Absolutely, yes. And as long as both sides are operating in good faith, there will be no holdout. Yeah. Which I'm glad to hear. I. That's how, and that's how it should be. That's how it should have been for Le'Veon Bell. I was just about to say that. Yeah, Le'Veon Bell, his situation. He wanted the money. The Steelers didn't want to pay him. Right. He's one of the best running backs we've ever seen in terms of receiving and rushing. Mm -hmm. The things that man can do on the field. I think Pittsburgh messed up royally. Yeah, they because they they didn't want to set the market for how running backs are paid. Right. But somebody's about to set that market at close to fifteen million dollars a year. Oh, guaranteed. And I understand that with the NFL rosters, you have a certain cap space and you have to sign all these players, and it's hard to keep your good ones. Yeah. When you have people, you have to pay such large contracts. But when a player deserves it, Mm. you pay them. Right. And that's that's, with someone like Le'Veon Bell on your roster, you're a potential playoff team every year, no matter who else is on the team, because you put the ball in someone like his hands. He's just going to take it and go. Yeah. and Rushing, we, receiving, however you want. And when... I Combine just, that with Juju Smith-Schuster, who's 24 years old. Fresh out of college by, what, a year or two? Yeah. And... And Ben Roethlisberger can still, is still serviceable, you know? Yeah, he, he's on the decline, but he's got a good enough... Well, of he's course. got one top five offensive lines behind in Yeah, he has a great O-line. With, I mean, that that changes changes things in that division. How we said the Browns are, you know, looking like they're... The, they're doing things. The, num- the number one team in that division. If if they keep... If Pittsburgh keeps Le'Veon Bell, that changes everything. Yeah, but I don't see... But he, they don't Brown. think he's worth $14, 15000000 million, so... Yeah, I mean, okay. but the, but the thing with Thielen is, you know, I I I think this is how players should negotiate contracts. Like, you know, at the end of the day, these guys are getting paid so much money, and and of course, he deserves more than what he's getting. Absolutely. But you know, both sides should be able to operate in, in good faith, like they said, to you know come to a, a fair deal 
for both for for both sides. Yeah. So I mean, the player shouldn't ask for an exorbitant amount of money, and the team shouldn't try getting them on a cheap discount. There should always be middle ground, and I firmly believe that, say, Thielen wants eighteen million a year, mm-hmm. and the Vikings say no, we'll give you fourteen. Mm-hmm. Just meet at sixteen. Yeah. I mean, Ma- I can imagine that. that's what that's exactly what's going to happen. Yeah, at, and that's how There'll it probably be, be some bonuses in there, but. There's all there's always gonna be bonuses, incentives. Yeah. Probably gonna do a lot of contract signing bonus. Mm-hmm. So yeah, well, I hope it works out. Yeah. I don't think uh Minnesota boy's gonna want to leave No, players, I, he definitely still wants to play in Minnesota and Minnesota wants him. Yeah. So it, they're, it's they're, mutual. Yeah, there's no I don't I don't see any situation where he holds out or, or ends up leaving. So but we'll uh, we'll move on to talk about some uh, sports news that are going on around that's going on around here at UMC. Uh, this weekend, the women's tennis team is hosting the University of Mary uh, over in Grand Forks at uh, Choice Health and Fitness um, at 3:30 p.m. And then they'll host Del- um, no, sorry, they'll host Moorhead, Minnesota State Moorhead, at 1:30 on s- Saturday. And then the women's basketball team and men's basketball teams are both traveling to Duluth this Friday, and they'll play at 5.30 and 7.30. And then on Saturday, they will go to St. Cloud and play at 3.30 and 5.30. The baseball team will be playing in Missouri against Dakota Wesleyan University at 2 p.m. And the uh, women's softball team will play in Minot versus uh, Minnesota State Moorhead at 12 p.m. So lots of Golden Eagles uh, action coming up this weekend, and you can uh, follow all of that on GoldenEagleSports.com. And I believe a majority of those should be live streamed for those at home still wanting to watch, which is always good to hear. So moving on to our rivalry segment. Haven't done this in two weeks. Yep. (laughs) Haven't done this since uh, two episodes ago. And it's been mainly about hockey, which, yeah, it's the thing Zach and I most disagree on. Yeah. I mean, it's that or football. And we, because basketball, our teams aren't really rivals. And no. baseball, basketball, our teams aren't really rivals. And baseball, our teams aren't really rivals. So, not really. So, hockey's going to be our biggest rivalry. Mm-hmm. And as you have two favorite hockey teams, mm-hmm. and I just have the hockey team we call the Wild because they haven't really been a hockey team lately. No, they've been very tamed as of late, if yeah. I if I could say. <laughs> and uh, they actually just got tamed by my Ducks. Uh, was it last night? No, it was two nights ago. They they the Ducks went on the road, beat, came into the XL Energy Center and won four to zero. Ryan Miller had a thirty-one save shutout, and um, I think it's safe to say that uh, your goaltending situation isn't looking very good right now. Yeah, Doobie's a little bit streaky. Yeah. That- to put it as simply as possible, it, he has his days and he doesn't. And it doesn't help when the Wild just don't play well. Obviously, that's going to be said. Yeah, when, I, I was watching the game when I was out for dinner. It was uh, it was showing, and they, they look pretty lazy, to be honest with you. Well, because they probably have that feeling of where I think they're one game under 500. They're 27-28 and whatever their overtime loss is. And they know they're out of competition. They know ever since the Nino Niederreiter trade, stuff has been shaking up. And now that Charlie Coyle just got traded, which I'm a huge fan of this trade. I, I think Charlie Coyle's 
been on the decline. Yeah, he's put up some 50-point seasons here and there. He's just – he lacks consistency. Yeah. And he's 26. I think he's, he's still, getting – He's still young. He's getting three or four And he spent his year. whole career with Minnesota. Ever since he got drafted. He, he came, got drafted by San Jose, though. But he came over in the Brent Burns trade. In the trade. Brent Burns trade, I yep. think he was drafted, and part of that deal was San Jose yeah. had immediately sent him to Minnesota. Yeah. Which I still – I hate the wild for trading Brent Burns because look who he is now. Yep. They just, I think a lot of things wrong with hockey is some people develop at a different rate, and that's to be true about Brent Burns. He showed flashes of brilliance, and he went to San Jose, and look at him now, he's an all-star. And just to go on with the Bruins here... They just traded Ryan Donato and a conditional fifth rounder that I believe becomes a fourth rounder if they reach the second round of the playoffs. But let's just take a look back at who the Bruins have traded before they turn 25. Dougie Hamilton, Tyler Sagan, Blake Wheeler, Phil Kessel, and I believe Joe Thornton might have been traded before he was 30. Yeah. But look what those players have done with their new teams. Yeah, the, the, the Bruins... Uh... Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know that. I knew Blake Wheeler was traded when he was very young because he's a Jet now, and same with Phil Kessel. But yeah, you know, it's it's interesting that they're getting rid of their guys early like this. I mean, I think Donato was a second round pick, and he came out of Harvard. He's there for three years at Harvard, so I put him roughly twenty and twenty two. I think this is either his first. I think he signed the end of last year, same time Jordan Greenway signed, and now he's in his sec first complete season, second year technically. They're, they're kind of the like the, the Knicks of hockey because the Knicks ha- haven't kept one of their their draft picks past their um, past his rookie deal since, like, the 90s. Yeah, it's part of the reason paying And that, that, that continued like that. with Kristaps Porzingis a, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, when you have... For whatever reason, I feel like a lot of players want to leave Boston, those young stars. I don't know if that's got to do with leadership or team chemistry or what's going on. But I think it's going to be great for Donato to come here and play with his linemate at the Olympics and Jordan Greenway. I think that's going to be great. I mean, I'm sad to see Coyle go because he meant so much to the community. Yeah. But at the same time, it's a business. He was there. Yeah, it is a business. But he was, he was there for since 2011. So it's quite a long time to be in a city. But he gets to go back home to Massachusetts, which will be nice for him. Yep, a little homecoming, which sucks for... Uh, Donato, because he's also from the Massachusetts yeah, area. so he's got to go. He's got to go. Home. I'm sure he's happy he got drafted by the Bruins, and now he's got to leave. Yeah, his only thing he knows is his line mate from the Olympics and Jordan Greenway. So well, it, we'll it just shows you up. how much of a business is. Well, the Wild really have is. lost five straight, and they're sitting at the bottom of the Central Division. They just slipped below Chicago. Wow, Chicago's back on top. Yeah, by <laughs> by one point. Oh, okay, one point. And but, then you have the Jets sitting at the top, uh, 76 points. They have lost three in a row, though. The Blues are very yeah, hot right now. I believe the Avalanche just kicked the crap out of the Jets. 7-1, to one, I think it was. Yeah, it was something like something crazy like that. But the Blues have won 11 straight. Yeah, because so. of some goalie named Jordan Bennington. Yeah. Never heard of this dude before. And he's Goalies playing, just come out like that. It's like Andrew Hamilton. How many years? Or, no, Yeah, Andrew. What the heck is his name? He's... So I know who you're talking about. The Hamburglar, I yeah. think his nickname was. He's in the he's in the Iowa Wild right now, playing the AHL. Mm-hmm. He came out with the Senators, I believe it was, and had uh, ten games that were really good. 
and now he just kind of fell off the face of the earth. So I guess we'll see what happens with this Blues goaltender. Yeah, so. what's, what's crazy to me, and the the Ducks are sitting uh, in sixth in the Pacific Division right now, but what's crazy to me is that you see the Ducks, the Kings, and the Blackhawks all at the bottom of the Western Conference, which is like crazy because for like a good 15 years, those were always the one, two, and three seeds in the Western Conference. I think that's got a lot to do with the salary cap and the hard cap in the yeah, NHL because as you win championships, players are like, I'm way better, so I need big contracts. And I think Taves and Kane are on $10, $10 million contracts. Yeah, and they're and they're they've gotten old. Getzlaff and Perry have gotten old. Yep. Anze Kopitar's gotten old. And I believe Jakob Silverberg just signed an extension with the Ducks. Yeah, but he's still young. He's in his mid twenties. Twenty five. Yeah, he's in his mid twenties. So he, he has lots of time left. But that's that's a sad reality. The hard cap is when yeah. players start winning championships, they get more bigger contracts, and you have you can't afford any players to help support them. Mm-hmm. And that happened with the Blackhawks is they became cap issues. I mean, they had to trade Artemi Panarin to the Blue Jackets mm-hmm. because of that reason. They couldn't afford him. Right. And now he's going to be a unrestricted free agent. And but who knows uh, where he's he go. wants to go overseas. I think he's going to go. You yeah, think so? I think he'll go to the K. But that, that's a bold predicament. No, no, he's he said that he wants to go play over there. So, uh, any and that's why teams are hesitant to try and trade for him right now is because they think he's just going to go play in the K. Hmm. Because his contract's up. Yep. That I, I I didn't hear about that. So that's yeah. interesting. So with our, uh we're going to wrap it up here on today's episode with our wacky sport wrap. And to be completely honest. It's all dedicated to the Carolina Hurricanes today. They they they've been pretty cool. I, I I like watching their their they they've been doing some crazy end of the game celebration. So after they win, they'll all line up and they'll actually do a skull, do a skull clap. I wonder like, where they got that from. Right, and you know it's very obvious where they got that from. But you know nobody's really doing anything like that in hockey. So you know let them have their fun, and then they'll all skate in different different ways they'll do something different every time skate and run to the end and jump into the boards they call and then, it the red wave or I the believe. surge no they call it the, the surge, surge. the surge and then they all run and then you know I, I like i like their captain justin williams i think that you know i think that they're that they're a pretty cool team to watch i think you they know, what they did was they took touchdown celebrations from the nhl or the nfl and yeah made it better they there was a, one where they did the dominoes they did yeah. a duck duck gray duck and yeah. no it's not duck duck goose for those outside it's the duck state duck of goose it's duck duck it's duck, duck duck goose you know what we're gonna fight after this episode <laughs> just just to prove my point yeah i mean and it, it's nice to see because the hurricanes aren't particularly a very good team they're fifth in the metropolitan division like they're all right they might make the playoffs probably they're, they're won't. a bubble team yeah but, but you know, it, it, they're, they're, it's cool to see them, you know, having fun with the sport and doing stuff like that after the games. Absolutely. Well, thanks for joining us here on our fifth episode of the season. Just a reminder, you can now find us on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube under Calling an Audible and on our Twitter account at Call, Call Audible Pod. Uh, you guys might be wondering why you haven't heard Matt Nelson's voice in a while. He uh, had to stop abruptly and leave for a meeting midway through the midway through the show, but that's okay. So, on behalf of Greg, myself, and our very very special guest, Matt Nelson, au revoir, shalom, and have a great weekend.
Calling an Audible is made possible through the assistance of the University of Minnesota Crookston Media Services Department and executive producer James Pogachnik. The views expressed on Calling an Audible are not necessarily the views of the University of Minnesota Crookston or its affiliates.